Hey guys, so today we're going to be talking about how COVID-2019 has changed our lifestyle decisions going forward. Forever. Forever. Hi, I'm Paul. And I'm Allie. And this is Uncooked, Uncooked Conversations. Conversations. Where we talk about life, family, business, and everything in between. <coughs> well, hello everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in again. Um, we are very excited that you're listening once Yo. again. Sup? It's true. Yeah. Noise. Noise. <laughs> we watch a, a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. We like it, but you know, you might not. I don't know. <laughs> we have a lot of um, actually really cool projects we're, we're working on right now, and I think we're, we're definitely going to talk about them in more detail in some coming episodes, but um, I think the... More under wraps, exciting stuff is we've got some some good team members coming on board as like contractors to do some great branding design for me. We've got a, a social media marketer that's going to be working with both of us. We've got another podcast coming out in June. Like a whole new Strangers in the Pines, show, baby. Right? A whole new show. Gosh, how many podcast episodes, or not episodes, how many podcast <laughs> shows do you have going on now? So right now, well, in the public... Uh, I think there is three. Okay. Well, four counting this one, but you're managing most of this. Uh, but then I have two more that are kind of like in the works. Wow. Strangers in the Pines. It's a, it's like a actual play podcast like my other ones, but it's inspired by Stranger Things and Gravity Falls and things of that nature, like the Goonies. Who thought that, like, who knew that we would end up being like podcast people? Not to say I wouldn't have pictured it. I definitely, it makes sense to me. Yeah, you like to talk, so. <laughs> Actually, it makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not the one doing like six podcasts. Yeah. And that you're, yeah. yeah. Soon enough, right? Yeah, soon, soon enough. enough. We'll see. We'll yeah. See. Yeah, because we were on a very like heavy video production route for many, many years. And, you know, I'm sure we'll come back around to that. But for right now. It's just us in the microphone. So speaking of this podcast, um, we've had two really awesome reviews come in through iTunes, and I'm going to read one of them right now because I was just like, oh my gosh, I was just like, I don't know. Both of them are great. They were both great, but I, I just have been blown away by like the kind things that people like have been texting me and telling me and all that. So, but I am going to read this one. So the title is Two Sages, One Podcast. Already I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of pressure, person. A lot of pressure. So what this lovely uh, reviewer wrote is, do yourself a favor and subscribe. I love listening to this entrepreneurial couple process life experiences and make in-the-moment decisions. They're genuinely funny, refreshingly honest, and surprisingly candid. They share wisdom in a way that's accessible and empowering. You'll walk away feeling uplifted and inspired to make positive changes in your life. We definitely need to get this person to write some of our copy. <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> that sounded fantastic. Please, con <laughs> please contact us and <laughs> come write all of our ads. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to say thank you so much to those who are taking the time to review or even just give us a five-star rating. Not only is it, of course, great for the algorithm and everything, but it also makes us feel good and it helps. Like in a way that helps us to know that we're on the right track and providing something that's valuable for all of you listeners. Oh man, I guess I'm going to have to change my class from bard to sage now. Da -da -da. 
Okay. <laughs> no joke. No joke. Alert. <laughs> Nerd alert. Uh, she doesn't know what that means, but actually, I hope- kind of do. Do you? Oh, ex- yeah. Explain my joke then. So it's like in D and D, you have different classes, and so Bard is like the musician. Yeah. Question mark, and then Sage is like a wise person. Man. She nailed it. <laughs> After eight years. After eight years. She learned one thing about <laughs> d and I'm so proud. Oh, man. I guess you leveled up too. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm leveling up with you. Awesome. So, yeah, leaving reviews and then social media, um, you know, follow us. Instagram, at Uncooked Convos. There you go. Easy. Easy, Easy peasy. peasy. If you enjoy listening to Uncooked Conversations as much as we love bringing it to you, and you'd like to support our efforts to bring you laughter, vulnerability, education, all wrapped up in one podcast, then click the link in the description. It'll take you to our Patreon where you can become a supporter of two different tiers. You can become a conversation supporter where your contribution helps to pay for the monthly production costs of this podcast. Or you can become a conversation implementer where you also get access to bonus support material created just for you each month. The support materials are going to be things related to two podcast episodes a month and that are going to have actionable advice, questions to help you reflect and go deeper, and ways to just continue to implement these concepts and ideas into your daily life. So go ahead and click the link below or go to patreon.com slash uncooked conversations. Now back to the show. Well, you ready to dig into our topic? Yeah. We, along with the entire rest of the world... We have been going through this pandemic the past couple months, and a lot of the, like, what's been happening both in the world and at home had, like, at home being kind of, like, the state we live in and everything, Um, and then, of course, like, at home, at home, we've been really reevaluating our lifestyle going forward. And so we wanted to open up our, the conversations that we've been having behind the scenes and have more of those conversations right here and now and continue to kind of talk and process through some of these things. Yeah. So we thought we'd start off with kind of paying a little picture of pre-COVID life, um, what it was like for us. So we, uh, we have two boys and we had them in a preschool. It was about 20 minutes from our house. Um, so we were driving there often. I would do work at a co-working space um, nearby. So we would trade off who takes them when and like one of us would go work at the, the co-working spot. Um, we also have an at-home office. So one of us gets to stay home and be more productive. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, always like, it was like always a trade-off of like, or or like we would be trading days because like whoever drops off the kids gets less time to work. Yeah. Because you have to like actually drop them off and then you go to the co-working space and then you got to go pick them up because the co-working space was close by. Yeah. But the person that gets to stay home got like more time because you don't have to like drive them and drop off and everything. Right. Kind of more solid time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the same time, we had a nanny a couple days a week at mm-hmm. that point. She was mostly coming for at that point, even still just date nights and then like one extra day. Okay. So mostly our child care situation was having um, a few days at this preschool. And so we were really considering, you know, like, what does life look like from there? And so 
we were really thinking we were going to move somewhere near this preschool and kind of like near another preschool that we we're really interested in. Yeah, because we um, back in October, November, we made the decision to buy a house this year in 2020. So yeah. we were looking at orienting within like 15 minutes of that preschool. Right. And also trying to be near like shopping centers and, you know, convenience places and there was another preschool, so we were trying to like kind of do this trifecta thing where we were like, okay, we got to be this far from Trader Joe's, <laughs> this far from Target. <laughs> this far from the museum. This far from the museum, this far from these two different schools, you know, and we were really trying to find kind of that sweet spot. And then all of a sudden, all this COVID stuff happened. Well, oh, and the other factor as well was that our lease was, well, and is up in June and so our timeline was that we were going to be picking out the house and moving all by June of this yeah. year. If everything had gone yeah. the way we thought, we would be in a house next month. Yeah. Or no, right now. I mean, well, we would be closing probably like now and then yeah. starting to like move and prep and everything. Crazy. I know. And so, you know, but as soon as all the COVID stuff started happening and things Things started slowing down back in March and then really closing down like end of March, early April. Yeah, including I mean, showings. We couldn't go and see houses anymore. Yeah, like we, we just, probably saw a house like two or three times a week before that. <laughs> it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we just had to pretty much, like everybody else, put our plans on pause and reevaluate. And I think that during the, the shut-in has really been, at least for us, produced a lot of very interesting and positive things, you know, as well as there being a lot of challenges. Um, but I think some of the positive things is that we really got a chance to experience a different kind of a lifestyle for the hermit lifestyle. What's interesting, though, about the fact that we, you know, we're stuck at home is that, I mean, for a little while, like a year, a couple of years, probably no more than two years, I've really been thinking about, like, how do we slow our life down? How do we create like a slower pace? to life. Yeah. Well, and part of that is that besides having the kids in daycare, you would take the kids out like mm -hmm. probably three or more times a week too. It was a lot. Yeah. Like doing I, play dates, yeah. doing, you would go out and meet your friends. Mm -hmm. Like you'd take the kids to the, the museum. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even think that our life was all that busy because I read a book like when Asher was one called yep. Simplicity Parenting. Mm -hmm. And I'm, that was like the first parenting book that I read. And I'm telling you, that was like such a foundational book for me. It really impressed on my heart the value of protecting childhood and just protecting this space of like his development, especially in these early years, that we're not giving him too much information, pushing him to grow too fast, Giving, surrounding him with too much stuff and filling his schedule with too many activities. and Every single one of these things is very challenging. Yeah. And like in our American culture, I mean, you hear it all the time of like, you know, kids being overscheduled and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. It It's just so easy to get like swept up in this like busy culture. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, from his first year of life, I really set it in my heart to – try to like achieve this like more low-key pace of parenting and of his childhood and everything. But I think that it it, it just got easy to like do more and do more and do more because, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd, I'd feel obligated to not 
obligated in a bad way, but just like I wanted to maintain my friendships with people. And so that kind of requires that you've got to be consistent with people and do play dates and have conversations. And then, you know, we had purchased a museum membership. So I wanted to make sure we're using that. And yeah, what's interesting and something we noticed kind of in the change of things, and we'll talk about more, I'm sure, is like, we didn't notice how difficult every transition during the day was for Mm -hmm. Asher until we stopped doing all these transitions. And we're like, oh, this is great. Um, And I think it was actually the first, it was like the week after COVID Mm -hmm. kind of like closed the school down where we like snatched up one of the teachers to nanny for a little bit. Yeah, because what happened is they like closed schools down, but they didn't quite do the like stay at home order yet. So it was kind of like that week in between. And then once the stay at home order came, then we just didn't have anybody. Yeah. But what we noticed is that Asher smoothly transitioned from like breakfast to nanny time mm-hmm. to lunch time to like play time. Um, whereas before, like Asher needs a lead time, we found out. And so that meant like, okay, if we're going to go to preschool, then we need another 30 minutes to help Asher transition to getting in the car. And then, you know, and so everything like that. Well, and we were experiencing so many meltdowns. Yeah. It was like so, it was. He loved going to preschool, and we're mostly talking about Asher. I mean, Aiden would also go, but I mean, he's so little, like he didn't really have a problem with transition, at least at the age he was going. Leaving preschool was hard, and then getting home was hard, and it was especially that like, you know, getting home and like out of the car was just like pulling teeth. He never wanted to get out of the car. He was so like just kind of grumpy for a while, and it was – it was unusual for him to just have a really smooth transition. And we were working so hard to try to do all the right things. Like, okay, let's make sure we bring a snack this time. Let's make sure we, you know, give him lunch right away. Let's make sure we give him quiet time as soon as we get home so that yeah. he can like decompress. Right. And, and all this to say, like, our life that was busy was also was more complicated because of just all the needs mm-hmm. of everybody, of all of us. Yeah. And I don't think we realized like how busy and how much pressure it all was until we were forced to stay home. Right. And we couldn't go out and do all of these things. And we couldn't bring our kids to preschool. And we couldn't go to the museum. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we're home all the time. Yeah. Once we started to notice how much more calm and relaxed Asher was, the more we realized that we probably need to actually keep him home more frequently, at least in this phase of his life. Yeah. You know, we have also spent a tremendous amount of time outside, which we didn't do before. Yeah. Well, it was also winter, so that's probably part of it. Yeah. But I think it's like not having all of these social engagements, not having, you know, all the transition time. I think that's the big thing that gets me is like the amount of time that we would spend before getting ready for preschool. Like it was at least 30 minutes if we're lucky to like get the kids fed, get the kids dressed, get them like out the door, shoes on, loaded in the car seat. Honestly, that was probably more like an hour. Yeah. And then like 20 minutes to the preschool and then drop off takes like 10, 15 minutes. And then you got to drive to – you know, your working location. Another 12 That's, to 15 You're minutes. looking at like, and preschool is only four hours. Yeah. So it wasn't like. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a challenging part. You know, like you get them there, you finally, mm-hmm. for me, like just getting into work 
you know, there's this thing called set shifting. Yeah. And so like every time you shift sets, you change like what it is you're doing. Like set shifting being like when you're switching from one activity to another, there's like energy. time. There's energy that it takes for your brain to say, okay, we're switching gears, which is why when you're like trying to multitask, you're actually not productive. Yeah. And so for me, like I, I get into stuff really deeply. And so changing is very challenging, feels very challenging for me. And so, you know, getting him and putting him in the school and then getting there takes me like a good amount of time to actually get into like a flow of like, okay, I'm getting actual useful things done versus like little emails or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I'm in that flow, it feels like I'm doing nothing. And then it's time to go like, oh, okay, I got to go. I can't be a minute late. They're going to charge me $5 per minute. Let's get in the car. Okay. Mm-hmm. It just goes by so fast. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so I think, you know, really we were only getting maybe like three-ish hours of productive time and then yeah. had to go get them and, you know, then come home and then got to take care of them at home and all that. And so it just like, even though preschool was a huge blessing and a huge relief to us mm-hmm. for that period of time. And, and I think for Asher, especially, it was really good in a lot of aspects of like, social stuff and just getting to like learn from different adults. But there was a lot more stress around it than I realized. And I think this whole experience being at home and having a very low key set of commitments has really shown me how beneficial it can be to have a more home-based life. Yeah. And so I think that's probably a good transition to what we're kind of considering now. And what has this taught us? Well, I think that um, it's actually given me more vision around homeschooling the boys Mm. in the future. Yeah. You know, he's not quite to the age of like needing to be like in a school kind of environment. Yeah. Environment or curriculum. Yeah. It's given me a lot more vision of what that could look like and be like having him home all the time. Um, but also really um, pressing into the idea about having a nanny instead of putting them in school, because basically when once you have two, when you have one kid, it's like way cheaper to put them into into like a preschool kind of situation. But yeah. as soon as you get like two or more kids, like honestly, a nanny kind of so become real reasonable. It becomes like almost like tomato tomato. And then once I started to evaluate how much time we would save through like not having to get the kids ready in the morning and then the fact that they come to us and I don't have to even have them in clothes. Like they can just- They can get them dressed. Yeah. They can feed them breakfast. They can feed them lunch. Yeah, they can do it (laughs) all. This is great. Yeah. Someone feed me lunch? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, yeah. Like there's that aspect, but then also the big one like we just talked about is not having to transition the kids multiple times a day, every single day. Yeah. Because like before we're, you know, they were in school three times a week and then we would go out the other days for playdates and groceries and whatever else. Like now we can really like keep their life more calm and grounded and at home and only take them out like maybe twice or three times a week. So focusing on having a nanny, I think is just gonna bring so much more peace to our home and to to our lifestyle yeah i mean i think it's already starting to we're right at the beginning so we'll kind of check back in in a while but Mm -hmm. like that's one of the kind of things we've been thinking about and the other thing is like we were really wanting convenience and where we live 
you know, like we literally can walk to Target from where we live. You know, we can drive there in like five minutes, like and a ton of great food places and a ton of great movie theaters and everything. It's like so close. And so we've wanted to try and stay in that kind of convenient area. But what we have been thinking about once it was all cut off, we're like, okay, well, all these places we love to go every week, we can't go anymore. Um, And we're fine. We made it. We're still living. Life goes on. And I think it's really helped us reevaluate like, oh, maybe we could live a more rural, you know, in a more rural place and get a bigger plot of land and get, you know, a bigger house versus, you know, more of a city style life. Yeah, I mean, definitely. We have been reevaluating a lot of our lifestyle choices. And I, I guess it's like what everybody's experiencing, like you don't really know what to depend on anymore. And you, yeah. you can't really like trust that what was there before is still going to be there for you. And so where before we were going to be making a lot of decisions based on the expectation that certain establishments and things are going to be there, like we don't really know that anymore. And I think that like having gone a couple months without really going to cafes and things like that, like I do miss it, but it's also like, oh, okay, like I could live further out and only go to a cafe like once or twice a month and I'm still fine. Yeah. Like, it doesn't feel like an essential part of my life right? anymore. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you can have, like, a bigger house, you know, more rooms. You can have mm-hmm. separate offices and, you know, spaces for the kids. Yeah, and I think also, like, before we were looking, like, for probably a little bit smaller house with probably a smaller yard. I mean, we still wanted, like, an okay yard, but the size of the yard didn't feel quite as important to me as the location of the house. Mm -hmm. But now like the yard is everything to me and having a house that is a little bit bigger than what I was originally imagining is becoming more important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Just so we have more space to kind of get locked in again, (laughs) just in case (laughs) because we don't know now. Yeah. In case more closing the doors Mm -hmm. is in order. And we have had to postpone our our housing search. Yeah, which is also a challenge. Yeah, so definitely thinking about like, okay, we went from like a city to maybe we could be a little bit more rural. We want more land versus like better location. We want more space in the house to be able to kind of do everything in the house, like Mm -hmm. make it our own little village, essentially, you know, having a backyard with spaces for the kids to play and all these things that we weren't necessarily planning to be a part of our pre-COVID life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think before I was really counting on um, on playgrounds and the museum and playdates and things like that to kind of be our activities and the stimulation and everything. But now I am thinking a lot more about, and we already wanted to do this, but now it's feeling more important to like get good climbing structures, to have a sandbox, to have these different like helpful like and fun things, like fun things, but I'm also thinking like good for their development, you know, to practice the climbing, the risk taking and things mm. like that. Yeah. Um, Developmentally appropriate challenges. Yes. There you go. There you go. I think also, so I'm curious too about for, you know, me and you and like what what has the lock-in shown you about yourself and 
like for you, not just because we've talked a lot about our family and especially the kids and Mm -hmm. kind of how it's affecting that. But like, what about for you personally? What have you learned about yourself and what are you changing going forward? Man, Um, lots of things. So I think one of the things that became very evident. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of like a dual thing, but I'm both very introverted and need like, I think we both realize this, but I need a lot more me time, like just alone by myself time, but also like I need a lot more with other people time. Like, uh, especially like a couple of weeks ago, I started to get real antsy of just like, ugh, I need to be out of the house. I need more novelty. I need to see people and just starting to really feel kind of that cabin fever. But then also like needing at home by myself away from other people time, you know, and we threw up a hammock in the backyard and I think, you know, just 10, 15 minutes out there has been so stilling to myself, uh, helping me to center or whatever. Um, but yeah, like getting getting that time in has, has become very important. So I think those are two things that I, I really recognize. And so like stillness getting more stillness in your life, but then also, and on top of that, like more solo time. Yeah. More solo time and more social time. So uh, kind of both. Yeah. Yeah. Like needing stillness away from everybody. Cause like, you know, we've got two Rambos running around <laughs> and then also like me and Allie can talk as you guys can tell. <laughs> we are talkers. And so it's just like a constant inflow of of like movement and information mm-hmm. and all of this and just needing to be away from that, like having the ability to just like be still, be quiet, veg out, watch a show, read a book. I think that was the benefit of our lifestyle before for you. Yeah. Is like if I would take the kiddos to school and, you know, I would be out, like you would have the house to yourself. Right. I was getting a lot more alone time than I mm-hmm. realized I was. Right. And I didn't understand how much I needed it. Right. And plus the driving too. Mm-hmm. So like even though it was kind of a nuisance, it was also like, oh, that's 20 minutes of driving by myself I've got here and 20 minutes there. And then, you know, basically alone time at the co-working space because nobody really talks to you all that much. But it was also a little bit social because I knew a few people. So I could say like, hey, what's up? And sometimes get lunch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think I didn't realize, you know, like how social I really am, but also how much like actual alone time I need. Was there, what, what did you kind of pick up and learn about yourself? during this close in? Well, I think I realized how full I kept my schedule in particular with getting together with friends. And I mean, I love my friends and they're so amazing. Um, But I think that I, what I didn't realize I was doing is I was prioritizing a lot of my friendships and relationships and my commitments to them above some of my own personal needs that I didn't quite realize that I had. And what I mean by that is that, you know, when our stay-at-home order started, I really found myself spending a lot of time dancing and painting and doing music and just really expressing myself in that creative way. Started uh, violin lessons. Yeah. And I, I just didn't... Realized that I needed to be giving myself regular space for this kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, I, I get so much out of like my friendships and things like when we were doing rock climbing and a lot of like our out and about activities, you know, a lot of these 
ones that I've been doing more recently are like more solo activities. Mm. And I think I just had a hard time allowing myself and forcing myself to be alone with me for a while. Um, But now I realize that I actually really need that and that that's becoming more of a priority in my life where I'm legitimately like blocking out time to work on these things or staying mindful of it and like making sure I put on music every day and then I'm doing some kind of dancing, even if it's like like around the kitchen or something. Um, but like I set up a, a space in our garage with mirrors yep. so that I can dance and just really feel the freedom there. Yeah, I've loved that, seeing that evolution. Thanks. It's been really good. Yeah, I think that's one thing that I've really taken away that's been positive and like a lifestyle change going forward that I'm going to continue to focus inward really and like allowing the expression to come out. And, you know, this podcast came out of this. I think also diving into all that creative stuff, it also kind of unlocked new entrepreneurial ideas for you. Yeah. And really kind of uh, set you on fire to start to pursue all of those things again. Yeah, I would agree. I think that pursuing some of these more solo creative activities has helped me get in touch with myself more and like sort of my heart and my true authentic self. And from there, um, some really, really awesome, beautiful ideas have have come up and are going to be birthed in the near future. Yeah, it's really great. Find yourself, people. Find (laughs) yourself. It's great. Oh, one more thing, my thought about the creative stuff Mm -hmm. also led us to really want some creative space in our house. That's right. Yeah. Um, Both for recording podcasts, Mm -hmm. soundproof Mm -hmm. would be great, you know, for trains, planes, and automobiles and loud children, but also like spaces for dancing and pottery and painting and messy spaces. A messy art space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which those were never things we were thinking about previously when buying a house. Right, yeah. We were thinking we needed a lot less space, but we realized that we need more space now because of these activities that we want to be able to do and have like easy access to so Mm -hmm. that it's like easy for us to create and build and do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so in summary, um, we started 2020 with a particular vision like everybody did. Yeah. And we were very excited and energized by that. But there were definitely some things that were not working Mm -hmm. very well, but we just didn't even realize that it wasn't working that well for us until we had this massive shutdown and shut in. And, you know, while this time with the stay at home order has really been challenging in so many ways, and we have a whole podcast episode about that, about the challenges of being home 24-7 with two small kids. And your wife or husband. (laughs) Like, you know, that has been very hard in many ways, but there's also been some really beautiful things. And that's what I guess ultimately I wanted to highlight is like the good that has come out of this. And so we've really had a great chance to reflect on our lifestyle before and make some adjustments and figure out like what from this time do we want to keep and carry forward. Yeah. And so it sounds like to me, the things we want to keep is a slower pace of life. And that comes down to having a nanny instead of going to school all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think in the future then even, you know, as I was sharing with homeschooling to have a nanny or like help with the homeschooling and just to like have a more home-based life. Yeah. 
then also prioritizing our creative endeavors. And Mm -hmm. that looks like both in the house that we purchase, creating space for that, but also in our time. Yeah. And I don't know, what else would you add? I think we've gotten more self-actualization and also closer as a couple. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are either getting closer or further apart. Yeah. You know, which is very challenging. Yeah. And I think kind of learning our kids more. And I feel like it's really been an opportunity to kind of push into family, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think we've, in all of this, kind of learned things to help facilitate all of our lives in a smoother and more fun and life-giving way. Yeah. And who knows if we're going to have more of this in the future, but I think at least this time, well, hopefully if there is a next time, we'll be better prepared and I think also uh, one of the things we learned is the importance of income streams Mm. and like ways to make money that you don't have to leave the house. That's like a whole other topic that I feel like we could have gone like an episode on, but just talking about like the way that we're shifting the way like business. I mean, we've always been positioned to have at least part of our businesses online, but now more than ever having at least enough of our business online that we can survive. Yeah. Well, and like in my business, like doing filmmaking stuff, like even though my part of the business was I could do all at my house, everything else shut down and that meant nothing was coming to me. And Mm -hmm. so even though I could do it still, there was no work, um, which changed, you know, directions of things a lot. So I think definitely thinking about those things uh, and like how to build you know, businesses that can thrive from our house. Yeah. So definitely worth talking about in in further detail. Yeah, that would actually be a great episode. Yeah. Well, Well, I think that wraps us up. Yeah. Um, So a little tidbit for you guys to just be pondering is, you know, I I know for a lot of us. What I call it, the tasty, a little tasty treat. A little tasty treat to ponder, to, to salivate over. Is, um, you know, I know some of you are still in stay at home orders and will be for a while, and others of you are coming like into like a phase you one have or escaped, <laughs> you've escaped this uh phase one or phase two of reopening or whatever. And I think that, um, you know, just really think about the things you want to to maintain and keep from this time because I guarantee yeah. you, like, for as many challenges as, as there have been, I know that there are also great things that have come and like little seeds of, of greatness that mm-hmm. can come of this time. So just find what those seeds are, nurture them, water them, and... Give them sun. Give them sun. <laughs> Go outside. Yeah, so we hope you enjoyed that episode. And I just wanted to remind you, please, please, please leave us a review because it it lights up our our life and it helps us come up with better content because we're uh, fully engaged humans. And don't forget to check us out on Instagram and follow us wherever you can. Uh, Our Instagram is Uncooked Combos. So hope to see you on there. Yeah, so until next time, we're We're on on the the journey journey with with you. There's a boy in the woods. Looking for a squirrel. COVID 2019. Hey guys, if you really like the podcast. If you like us. If you really like us and this podcast. Fine, what's your funny joke? So when you're saying like the stuff about the supporter, Mm -hmm. uh, no, the one under that implementer, Mm -hmm. I can just be like,
Tell me some of them juicy. Why do you want to say juicy? Tasty? Tasty, because it's uncooked. Right. 